On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we are breaking it down. Michigan State taking on Iowa in a very, 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 very important basketball game. And then Fade Friday. Let's do it. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Spartans. It is Friday, February 12th. The year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my oh shit Sunday's Valentine's Day co-host, Matt Sheehan. Don't remind me. I, 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 I can't stop laughing over here, man. Like you, you sounded like you were one inhale away from just dying and just of tiredness, exha- exha- exhaustion, if mm-hmm. I could talk. And then we start recording, and boy, you are a, a, a pro's pro, Will. You have just picked it right <laughs> up, and wow, that, that blew me out of the water. I did not expect that enthusiasm out of the gate here. Do you want me to give the people just a quick taste of what I actually feel like right now? Please, yeah, because okay. uh, okay. I need to share this with someone else. Yeah. Um. All right, let's just do the rest of the show and get the hell out of here. Okay, yeah, you got you got it, <laughs> you, you got it, Chief. <laughs> that is 100% where I'm at right now, but as you said, Matt, mm-hmm. I'm a professional. This is you are. one of my jobs. I, I yes. Even when I don't feel good, I got to show up to work like Michael Jordan in the flu game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is more important, though. Yes, yeah. much more. And, uh, you know, just conserving energy before the show so I can mm-hmm. waste it all here in the first segment and then have you drag my uh, yeah. bloated corpse yeah, over the finish line. <laughs> Yeah, I got you, bud. Carcass or you. corpse? Which is better? Uh, corpus. Cor- corpus? Corpus? Yeah. Like the city? Corpus Christi? Correct. Yep. Okay. Carcass. I like carcass. Carcass? Yeah, it doesn't matter. On today's show. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of carcass, we're going to talk about MSU versus Iowa coming up on Saturday. We are going to talk about uh, Michigan State basketball's really just absurdly important game that I hate. We all hate that it's this important. Taking on Mm -hmm. Iowa. Yeah. I've got some in-depth reporting on what it means for MSU's NCAA tournament chances, Matt. I did some some work. I sent some messages. Wow. Some number crunching too? No. Okay. I don't crunch numbers. I talk to the people who crunch numbers, but we're going to break it down. You and I are going to chat about it. And then... You had another conversation with Andrew Wade of Locked On Hawkeyes. He reached out to us and was like, I don't even, I'm just so done with this week. Let's talk. And you're like, okay, me too. Bat, let's do it. Yeah. And you guys did a segment. <laughs> Same chief. Um, so we will play that segment and then we will finish off the show with Fade Friday. So that's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. nice there we go there's that energy bud there it is okay matt so i did some digging not really digging i sent a message to joe okay yeah that's joe yeah we'll call that digging why not (laughs) joe cook sugar uh 131 sports who uh does bracketology and is very accurate bracketologist um i sent him a message and him and i've been chatting a little bit uh, back and forth, uh, eight days ago, we were chatting. I said, if MSU can um, kind of repeat their Iowa performance and, you know, 
get it going. He said, yeah, if you can go 5-3 and three down the stretch, you'll have a shot at hearing your name called. This was before the Illinois game was rescheduled. Uh, and then we were just messaging back and forth. I said, if MSU beats Iowa, are they in the next four out? And he said, likely, depends on the move in the net ratings. The Penn State game, as anxiety-ridden as it was, was a good first step. Okay. So that yeah. is Joe, someone who knows this stuff and does a very good job predicting what the NCAA selection committee is going to do, says if MSU beats Iowa, they are officially probably back on the bubble. It's comforting to know that you and Joe went back and forth in your conversation. Like, at least it wasn't a stern, no, never mess- never message me again. Like, okay, at least we're having conversations about MSU on the bubble with the experts. So that's good. That's a step in the right direction. Okay. Uh-huh. He did uh-huh. follow it up uh, later in the conversation by sending me his bracket from, like, December 17th, where MSU was a one seed. That doesn't seem called for. That seems just wildly, wildly No, rude. I started it. I said, I hate my team. He said, well, the expectation versus reality really weighs this one down. I said, yeah, especially considering the expectations about a month into the season. And then he responded with that. I was like, great. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate didn't, it. Didn't really need to see that one, but... As it stands now, where we are today, Michigan State is welcoming Iowa into the Breslin Center for a game on Saturday, 2.30, random tip time, that if they win this, we'll get them, and I don't think Joe's alone in this opinion or analyzation of what the committee is thinking, I think they're squarely back on the bubble with this win, if they can win. Yeah, I would say so, too. And obviously, I'm not an expert, but just from what we know um, about everything. I mean, hey, like Penn State was just on the next four out before the game Mm -hmm. even tipped off in East Lansing. And Penn State's not even a 500 team. So, yeah, like I feel like MSU is close to the conversation. And sure, a win against an Iowa team that's good. Not as great as we all saw. But hey, quad one is quad one. Um, Yeah, it'd be very nice. I would welcome a win on Saturday, Will. How about that for a take? There you go. And let's like... Iowa's still fifth despite losing four or five, and, you know, they rebound with a nice win over Rutgers. Despite mm-hmm. losing those games, they're still fifth in Ken Palm. They still have a number of very convincing and impressive wins. Uh, you know, some tough losses, certainly, uh, but they're still a good team, right? That's still going to be are. something that if you look at it, the way the committee will look at it, the way the net will analyze it, RPI, Ken Palm stuff, the stuff that actually goes into this, it'll be a very impressive win for Michigan state if they're able to do it. And if they beat Iowa, you know, they're kind of sitting in a big clump of teams right now in their uh, adjusted efficiency margin. Like they have a chance to, you know, it takes time to move up, but like they could move up a good chunk of spots. If you're the 65 team in Ken Palm, which they are right now, and you beat the number five team in Ken Palm, like you're going to move up a little bit. Uh, and they got to start making up some ground there in the old uh, adjusted efficiency margin, Matt. I just like talked yesterday, Big Ten offers you a lot of opportunity mm-hmm. to get big wins. We're starting to run out of those opportunities. You got seven chances left, four against really good, impressive teams, three against just baseline good teams, I would say. Maybe that's a little unfair to Purdue. They're kind of on the fringe of both, but yeah. They're um, good. I mean, Purdue's ranked. Yeah, yeah, they, they are, which I forget every time they play. Like, I turn on the TV today to see Purdue, Minnesota. Like, ah, oh, no kidding, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purdue's yeah. got some nice wins. They've been playing well. 
Uh, and you know, tough, tough loss at Minnesota. Um, Backbreak. He's looking like that. That loss reminded me a lot of uh, my recent parlay slips. Let's just say a lot of yeah. a lot of bad beats on that. Uh, yeah, that was that, that was tough. Right the top twenty-five team in the polls and in their number twenty-four in adjusted efficiency. So, like you know, that's that's definitely a good team. There are chances to get good wins against tournament teams. All the rest of the season, except for Maryland, who's kind of on the outside looking in, but it's still one of those, like Maryland's a bubble team right now. Mm-hmm, right. So that's the, and that's on the road. Like Michigan State has all A matchups left. I guess at Maryland is probably like by the numbers, the closest one to like a coin flip. That's more like 60-40 because right. it's at Maryland. If that was at the Braz, it'd be probably 60-40 MSU. 95-5, call, call it what it is. <laughs> um. But yeah, plenty of chances. I don't think we need to get into Iowa a ton in terms of like breakdown. You and Andrew are going to talk a little bit about that and these teams just played. I wanted to give some stats that help sort of back up what we talked about with Marcus Bingham and hopefully what we will see from him in terms of minutes in this game. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm always ready to talk, Marcus. Yeah. Okay, this is a tweet from... Evan Mayakawa, I believe that's how you say his name. It's my best bet, yeah. Um, but it was a good tweet. Um, how is Marcus Bingham not playing more for Michigan State? Look at how high. Uh, look at how much higher his team efficiency margin is than everyone else's. Not to mention being first in BPR as well. So, according to this. <laughs> Marcus Bingham has the best player efficiency rating on the team, um, with the exception of Julius Marble, but Marble's got a a smaller sample size. Um, His efficiency margin is almost triple the next highest, which is Aaron Henry. So what that means is when he is on the floor versus off the floor, the margin between how good they are, right? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like Marcus Bingham lineups are three times as good as Aaron Henry lineups, if that makes sense. Sure. So, yeah, he is uh, number one in that, number one in, uh, or number two in plus minus behind Aaron Henry. And for an individual game, plus minus can be fluky. But over the course of a season, it generally kind of shows you like, hey, good things happen when you're on the court. Um, His offensive, defensive ratings uh, are special or not special, but are really good, especially his defense numbers are special, but his offensive numbers good, like compared to everyone else on the team. Here's something I added to it contextually, uh, and then we can turn the page. Uh, Marcus Bingham's on-off numbers are pretty staggering. Michigan State is 11 points per 100 possessions better on defense when he's on the floor. They are three points per 100 possessions better on offense. So they are significantly way better on defense with him and a touch better on offense when he's on the floor. The net rating for Marcus Bingham on the floor is 22.8. When he is off, it is 11.7. So Michigan State is nearly double as effective at (laughs) being better than the opposing team team when he's on the floor. And when he is on the floor, they have an adjusted efficiency Points per were points per one hundred of eighty four point eight. Um, when he's on the floor, the Michigan State defense is like as good at defense as any team in the country is at playing defense. Matt, 
Did I say 24 minutes for Bingham the other night? Is, is that what I said as a benchmark? I, 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 I meant 40 minutes. Just <laughs> get out there. <laughs> you cannot leave the floor, Marcus. Yeah. No. Um, it's just a different team when he's on the floor. Their efficiency margin is, or their adjusted efficiency margin is 20, where is it? There it is. Uh, 22.8, which uh, would put them right behind Tennessee at number 13 as we sit and ahead of USC at 14. So, you know, just one of the better teams in the country um, when Marcus Bingham is on the floor. Some lightness, yeah. Just light work. Light work. So, um, let's, let's, play, let's play some more Marcus Bingham, huh? Let's get some more minutes. Uh, if it doesn't happen this game, I feel like we have a legitimate beef uh, with the, the coaching staff here. Like, a beef? Uh, okay, we've, we've let it slide for a little bit here, but now is like the time you really got to A beef is burning. him. I did see Stephen Brooks, <laughs> our friend Stephen Brooks, who covers the team and will be in on press conference, things like that, actually retweeted some of these things. So now I know it's in his brain. I'm hoping if Bingham plays like 16 effective minutes against Iowa, Michigan State loses – he uh, will ask about it. Someone's got to ask about it. Like I'm driving to Breslin Center myself. I'm stepping in the press room, which is going to be awkward because there's no press there's in the no press room. Um, but hey, you know what? That gets a that gets a question asked when you're the only one it in the should, room. It yeah. absolutely it should have been asked already, more than it has been. If it even has been, it absolutely continued like needs to be asked because the numbers are just. They're on. They're on. Un- this isn't like ticky tacky fractional. Yeah, numbers. like these no, are big this is differences. Sizable. The, the, the sample size isn't huge no. because it's seventeen games or whatever, and Marcus Bingham plays less than half the minutes, so it's not yeah. a huge sample size. But like it's college basketball, you don't get a huge sample size anyway. It's big enough, and mm. if you just watch anecdotally, like the dude is a monster defensively around the rim. Totally changes how teams attack Michigan State. And yeah, college he looks basketball. a lot better than he did to start the season, too. Yeah. Like, I'll put my hand up. Like, I put makeup on my face and call me a clown. Like, I was kind of dogging him a little bit. But, man, like, last month, maybe a little less than a month. Yeah, no, we'll call it a month. He's been he's been as solid as you could ask for from, from Marcus Bingham. So, yeah, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. apologies to the Bingham family. I'm sure you're listeners to this podcast. Uh, your son has proved me wrong and turned me into a clown because he's been playing great lately. So play him some minutes, <laughs> please. All right, we're going to pause here, and we'll come back with you and Andrew Wade for your crossover preview. Whatever. I haven't even listened to it yet, so I'm sure it's just wonderful. We'll do that. And uh, we'll we back. do end with talking about the 2015 Big Ten Championship game. So. Perfect. Felt Perfect. a little bad about it, but yeah. Perfect. Uh, but first word from BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Love those NBA bets. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It is absolutely Fantastic. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code LOCKEDON. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar! 
Matt, we've spent a lot of time talking about Built Bar and just how great all their products are. Rightfully we so. are here to tell you specifically, specifically about one special brand new flavor. It is limited time and we we know it. It's fantastic. It is the coconut brownie chunk bar. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Listen, I wouldn't lie to you fine people. I consider every single one of you a beautiful friend of mine. I would not lie to my friends. Yes. Buy this bar. It is so good. Yeah. So good. I am a man who is just not a big coconut in candy bars or any sort of thing, like coconut fan. I'm just Dude, not likewise. about it. This bar I was like, this is fantastic. I love this. The the brownie, there's actual brownie chunks. Of course, coconut, mm-hmm. there's dark chocolate. It just like, it works it all works together. Like in the actual brownie chunks, you get like one in each bite and it's absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. And Matt, despite all that flavor, still uh, it's only, a great protein bar at the still, end. It's yeah, still uh, only it's... 150 calories, 15 grams of protein and only seven grams of sugar. It is a limited time flavor. Get it today. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on, one word locked on. You're going to get 20% off your order. It's promo code locked on at BuiltBar.com, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Bar. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today. It's a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's get to Matt's crossover episode with Andrew Wade of Locked On Hawkeyes. Michigan State has not been that great at shooting the three ball this year, except for, of course, mm-hmm. against Iowa. They shot 42%. Um, outside of Iowa's atrocious perimeter defense, is there anything that's to that? Is there anything to be worried about that? Is Michigan State getting better at shooting the three ball, or is that just luck of the draw? Um, it's a little bit of both. And what I really think could help, and I'll even go back to the last uh, game against you guys for an example, what would help is that this team – probably loves lawn twos more than any other team in the country, especially namely uh, Josh Langford, who's a fine shooter, good player. Um, he had, I think, 16 shots against you guys. Six were threes, and I want to say eight or nine of them were just lawn twos, like, chief, chief. The line is a step behind you. Take a step back. It's worth more points. Like, just please shoot. I'm begging you. Um, so it's it's being, like, just smarter with your shot selection. Um of course, this is going to be a rerun of what I said last time, but Rocket, he could be a shooter, but he could be a shooter the last dozen or so games. We're waiting for his breakout game. Maybe it happens. Maybe the last four minutes of the Penn State game gave him some moxie. Who's to say? But And also uh, Gabe Brown, too. He was absent for the uh, last Iowa game due to COVID. Um, he's coming back. He's an interesting player because he's either like 12 points on four or five shooting from behind the arc or zero points on over one shooting in 18 minutes. Like So what game's going to show up? I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. So, well, well yeah. if the Minnesota game and Brandon Johnson are any indication, it uh, he'll have a four or five night from behind the arc and, and oh, have yeah. Minnesota, Michigan State up by 10 at the end of the first half, which should be great. Should be fun. Really looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Michigan State won the offensive rebounding battle. And coming into this game, Iowa isn't the best defensive rebounding team, especially when they're playing zone and a lot of teams are shooting threes. You get some of those weird bounces with the balls. Um, But Michigan State wasn't supposed to be that good at offensive rebounding. No. Uh, What gives? 
Yeah, that's just a great question. Right? I mean, <laughs> hopefully it can continue because uh, I think we're seeing who's the leader in the clubhouse now at the center position in Marcus Bingham. He's the uh, tall, spindly guy, if uh, the Hawkeye fans remember him. Um, yep. He's definitely the, the best guy to throw out there between the four centers that we do play. So hopefully we can throw him out there a tad more, uh, knock it around. Actually, can I flip the script really quick? Yeah. Speaking of centers here, what, what's, what's going on with Luca? Just a pedestrian. Uh, what, 18 points the other day, and then it's 16 the other day? Like, whoa, Luke, what's, what's going on here, man? Isn't it funny? Like, I always try to be very um, very cognizant of my criticism of Luca Garza because <laughs> on his bad nights, a lot of teams would take that from any of their players, right? Like, even his bad yeah. nights are good enough to be a top 10 player in the country. Um, right. Interestingly enough, I think it has to do a lot with C.J. Frederick and the lack of C.J. Frederick. And what's happening is um, there's no shooters being able to make shots around him. And so when you have a Connor McCaffrey who shoots like 20% from the three, dishing the ball inside to Luka Garza, what's happening is Connor's defender is attacking Luka. You have both post guys attacking Luka. So now you got a three-on-one with Luka but there's not really a great outlet pass either because you're not going to give it back to Connor. You have less of a chance of making a three with Connor than you do Luka Garza going against three players. So that mm-hmm. has been a big concern. CJ Frederick being back will be really big for that. Um, just having him being able to make shots and be on that perimeter keeps defenses honest. They can't collapse on Luka. So I think that's been a lot of it. Just um, Indiana did a phenomenal job against that. They said, we're just going to make sure everyone else can make shots and we're going to attack Luka. And again, double, triple team him constantly. And he hasn't been able to find that outlet pass. So to me, that's probably been the biggest issue, but even some of his shots, even when he does get his shots off the rolls, just haven't been there either. Whereas in the past, you know, the past two months before that, just everything seemed to go in. It was just buckets for days. I mean, Rutgers, Miles Johnson was out almost the entire first half and Luca was like three of 13. So uh, I I don't know. It's been interesting, but uh, we've been waiting for a, a breakout game for Luca since, you know, he's kind of been struggling. Maybe it's against Michigan state. Maybe that's where he picks it up. But I also think personally, Joey's camp and Jordan Bohannon are the two guys to really watch out for. Cause Joey's camp has been yeah. playing like the NBA player. We thought he would be as a freshman. He has just been terror. He basically looked at this team and he's like, you know what? I need to be the guy. And finally he's stepping up and being the guy. And it is so fun to watch, man. He just wish he everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, on the contrary of you guys are looking for a Luca breakout game. I'm looking for a Joe Wieskamp come down game here. I mean, what I think he's shooting 12 of 22, his, his last three games here. Like that'd be nice. If we could just go back to like, I don't know. I'll bargain for a, just, just a three of seven night for, from him. If you could just trot that out on Saturday, that'd be great. Yeah. I, I mean, that would be hopeful for you. I mean, I think Jordan yeah. Bohanna is another guy getting to watch out for. He mm-hmm. struggled a bit against Rutgers. Iowa just wasn't able to get a lot of guys open, and Jordan turned the ball over four times. But you also have the Jordan Bohannon big dick energy, shoot the ball from 10 feet sure. behind the arc, three-point shot you always got to worry about. And I feel like he has a lot of pride in certain games, and he doesn't win against Michigan State at Michigan State. So I have a weird feeling that Jordan Bohannon might just rip off like six threes. It's he's either going to go for 26 points or six points, like nowhere, nowhere in the middle, nowhere in the middle. Oh man. Yeah. It's tough. What are your predictions for Luca? I mean, last time we talked about it, we thought Luca was going to go for 30 to 40. Oh, I thought he was going to like, have like the Wilt Chamberlain picture uh, next to him. Yeah. <laughs> the little hundred sign. Um, and again, a quiet 27 points and 10 rebounds, right? Yeah, like a quiet I, I really 27 points. like to not uh, have on the free throw line, like 14 times, like last game. Um, so give me, 28 points, 13 rebounds, two blocks. Uh, just a courtesy two blocks out there for Luca. Yeah, that's yeah, 28 and 13. That's right. what I'm feeling. 
Yeah, I'm going to go 31 yeah. and 13. Um, who is your breakout okay. player for Michigan State? Who do you think could actually I – mean, if you're going to win this game, who's the breakout? Is it Rocket Watts? No, I'm going to go Joey Hauser here. Uh, he was kind of struggling uh, ever since Christmas, but then he had a nice little game against Penn State where he actually came off the bench, uh, had, I think, 11 points there. So I don't know if he's going to start. I don't know if he's still going to come off the bench, but he did look a lot more comfortable last game than he did the, the previous stretch of half-dozen games there. So I'm going to go with uh, our six-foot-ten guy, I Joey like Hauser. Yeah. yeah, Joey yeah, Hauser, Iowa tried recruiting, man. Yeah, I, well, especially when he transferred, man, everyone was, was trying to go after him. Um, do you guys have a breakout player over there that's uh, cooking? Is, or is it just going to be Wieskamp going for 40 instead of uh, 26 this time? Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a, a, a breakout guy. When you think of breakout guys for Iowa, it's typically guys who can shoot the ball. But right. we already listed yeah. the three main guys. I mean, the only difference would be if C.J. Frederick is able to play – 15, 17, 15 to 17 minutes and hit a couple shots. I mean, this past game, his presence was just felt. It was a big time presence, but he wasn't able to make his shots. So maybe he comes back a little bit more comfortable and makes, you know, three, four shots. And that will be the difference in the game. But I, I don't have a breakout guy. I mean, I feel like Joey's camp's churning. Jordan Bohannon is uh, basically a breakout can to any game to basically just <laughs> make an opposing team just hate him. And Luca Garza, you, it's hard to say breakout, right? It's just more of like sure, of course, better yeah. than everyone else by even more so, by even a bigger yeah. margin. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. Do, do we have do we have a full game prediction? Or are we, are we going to lock it in and give the people a, a nice pick here? I mean, Ken Palm has him 81 to 74 advantage for Iowa. I really struggle with Iowa winning by seven in this game, man. I mm-hmm. I struggle with the concept of Iowa going to East Lansing and beating Michigan State by seven. I think it's going to be a three-point victory. I would say it's going to be a slightly – higher scoring game. I think Michigan State will have a good shooting performance. I'm going to go probably 83 to 79, Iowa. Yeah, wow. So 81, 74, because my, my prediction was going to be 81 to 75, but like a two-point game in the last minute, kind of, honestly, kind of like what it was in Iowa City. Yeah. Like, close game, but then, okay, some late free throws to make it a little extended. Yeah. Also, your boy took Iowa plus, uh, no, minus, no, what did I It doesn't matter. I covered the spread by one point, luckily, uh, <laughs> last game. So, um, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, eight, eight, 81, 75, but close game down the stretch, just like last it. time. And uh, just pain, just more pain. Just lots of pain. Well, well Matt, a lot of pain, despair. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I wish I could feel bad again, but I just, I always go back to 2015 where all I yeah. can think about is LJ Scott and I will never forgive that. I don't hate Michigan state yeah. fans. I don't hate Michigan state, but that memory is mm-hmm. seared in my mind. It was the yeah. first time I've ever sports gambled. I was in Vegas. I was like, Oh, oh my gosh. No. Oh, I, no. It was my first time in Vegas. And I was like, I was going to win. We're going to win. We're going to go to the college ball playoff. This is going to be the most memorable night ever. And then LJ Scott just, Oh my God. It was just like life sucking out. of. I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Cause like I've, I've watched replay of that game probably 8,000 times. And like after the touchdown, they always pan to those like two Iowa fans in the stands. And it's like, I, I just want to reach the television and hug you too right now. Like yeah. I, I, I feel sick for you. Like, cause listen, we, we lost a big 10 championship game in gut punch fashion in 2011. It's probably the single worst day of my entire life. Uh, it's, it's not a good feeling. <laughs> it's, no. it's, it's horrible. It's depressing. <sighs> like the fact that he's able to, God, he, he got stopped the first time too. That's like, that's what I just, I just I they stopped him. I don't know. Anyways, Matt, it's I always a pleasure. More, right? yeah, I, I'm already hurting again. I'm like feeling <laughs> right. pain and I got to go work now after all. Yep. Like, I'm going to get nice. a call and be like, they're going to like, Andrew, why are you so sad? I'm like, I just thought about yeah, 2015. Are you, are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, it was a pleasure doing another crossover episode with you. Yeah. Hopefully uh, from an Iowa sake that they get the win for Michigan state sake. Hopefully you guys get a win. Um, but again, uh, one of us will be sad come Saturday. Hey, right, let's just have fun doing it though. Huh? I love that. There we go. Talk to you later, Matt. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, man.
All right, we will be right back with our third and final segment, Fade Friday, where Matt will give you decent picks, and I will give you picks that you should absolutely fade. (laughs) Yeah. But first. Yeah, yeah, well, We'll carry on. But first, a word from rockauto.com. Rockauto! Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. What else, Matt? Gas pedal. Whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Why? I would. I would. I would if I was a clown. If you were a clown, you would do that. If I was a clown? If I was a clown. But you're not. So instead, you're going to go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you were betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. I shouldn't have said football there. Football's over. Hockey and NBA uh, or locks. Or is it? Or is it? Or Hold is on. It? Oh, FCS, baby. Stay FCS. tuned for Fade Friday. Stay oh. tuned for Fade Friday. <laughs> oh, good tease. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast. Matt, Matt, Will. Fade Friday is. It's Friday, Will. Happy back. Friday, Will. Happy Let's Friday. Go. I'm going to take a sip of water. You talk. Yeah, so Fade Friday, if you're new here, uh, we're going to pick games. Uh, thank you to the lines at betonline.ag, your sports gambling experts. Uh, so, it's a little too early for the MSU-Iowa game to have lines out. Usually yep. lines at Sportsbook typically drop 24 hours in advance, if not even shorter than that. But actually, Bet Online goes pretty early. Still, it's Thursday night. We're a little too early. So, I personally have some golf. I got some basketball. And I have some football because FCS football is still a thing. We're going to rank our confidence on one to three units. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the part where I brag about how well I'm doing because <laughs> this ain't going to last forever. Uh, I am 8-3-1 and one on the season. Uh, actually, my only push is uh, Jason Pierre-Paul tackles. Matches the amount of fingers on his right hand. How about that for my one and only push so far? I'm up 22.3 units. And, Will, I'm sorry to say you're 3-9 you're, you're and nine and you're down nine units. That's okay. I'm up 22.3 because I put two units on... Someone's saying the word kindergarten during the Super Bowl at 7-1 odds, so that propelled me pretty high up there in the unit board. What what was – did you hear that? Did someone say kindergarten? Obviously, it hit. It was within, like, the first five minutes of the game. It was I great. They were going through, like, a bunch of ages of players, and uh, I was like, Emma Holmes oh. was five years old. And then there was, like, a pregnant three-second pause, and then everyone was like – no, Nance was like, he was in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> there it is. Say you son of a bitch. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was great. Good for you. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's I felt a really smart, good about that. smart, smart pick. Yeah. Seven to one. Those, those were free odds. Thank you, betonline.ag. Uh, you're sports gambling experts for that line. <laughs> um, so, Will, uh, you, know, you know me. I, I love golf. I mm-hmm. love losing uh, at golf betting, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I can't go away from it. So, if you don't mind, I'm just going to make the first pick. Speaking of losing and speaking yeah. of golf, 
Uh, Ricky Fowler can't lose every bet I make on him, can uh-huh. he? That well, can't be possible, right? Well. Okay, so he is matched up. This is just for tomorrow, just round two. Who's going to have a better round? Uh, Ricky Fowler or Jordan Spieth, who had himself quite the day mm-hmm. at Pebble Beach. Uh, no, <laughs> screw it. Whatever. I'm going to go with Ricky Fowler, who shot six strokes behind Jordan Spieth in the first round at plus 125, uh, just one unit. Because, and Of course, my logic is Ricky can't lose every bet I place on him, Kenny. Okay. Um, I'm going to not necessarily fade you. I, I would. But I'm going <laughs> I mean, to do something bold here, Matt. Oh, are you going to pick a winner? Because that's my next one. I'm going to pick a winner for yes. the AT&T Pro-Am. It, I hope it's the same one. I, I hope we're riding the same guy here. And I see Patrick Cantley. I actually watched today. And I yeah. saw, wow, he is he was playing on fire. his tail off. He was absolutely awesome. And he was like placing the ball in the green. It was unbelievable. Yeah, there was a lot of really, really excellent golf. And it's a packed leaderboard. A lot of, lot of good names up there, too. A lot of interesting names. I'm going to do something that isn't advised because, Matt, I absolutely mm-hmm. love, love investing yeah. in a broken man. Oh, <gasps> Jordan. So I'm going to take Jordan Spieth, yeah, one unit, go. at go. plus 750 to finally, like finally, finally, after three and a half years, win a damn tournament. That's I'm doing it. Amazing. I Because it was... Matt, you know this is the case in golf. If he keeps going top ten, top five for like a month in a row, mm-hmm. then the it, it's out. Like he's gonna be three to one, four to one. Like it's gonna yeah. be it, like yeah. when's it happening? It's overdue. I'm getting him at plus seven fifty after a round where he is absolutely right there in the thick of it. In three weeks, if he doesn't win this one, it's gonna be like plus three hundred to get it. I'm doing this right now, plus seven fifty. I'm getting in early on Jordan Spieth winning a damn tournament one year. I mean, if you're waking up listening on a Friday, he's only three off the lead. And yeah. I don't think Cantley's going to uh, sustain 10 under every single day. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be winning this thing with a mi- minus 40. Um, well, uh, I like someone that's seven under as well to win. And, well, have you ever, like, bet on a team back in, like, a bracket tournament in, like, 2005 and you saw them one once and you picked them and you were just so happy for them that, that <laughs> you just picked them all the time over and over and over and over again? Sure. That's me with uh, one Nate Lashley. Yeah. Saw him win the 2019 Rocket Mortgage Classic in person. The only golf tournament I've ever been to. I'm like, wow, this guy's really cool and collected for a Palladium. Um they probably all are to a certain degree, but you know what? I get rattled when I play Maple Lane here uh, in sunny Metro Detroit, so I was very impressed with his composure, and that stuck with me. Uh, right now, he's at 40 to 1 odds, so this ain't your 750 odds here. This is a 40 to 1, so I'm just going to sprinkle one unit on Nate Lashley to win at 40 to 1. Hey, he's only three back. He came off a top 20 finish last week of the Waste Management uh, Classic, and um, I don't know. I feel like that's just good odds for someone that's... Tied for fourth right now, so yeah. okay. What's okay. the worst that could happen? You could lose. Yeah, I could lose one unit. Man, but I can win forty. So, eh. um, I got one more, one more golf pick, Matt. Man, locked on links. Let's go. Look at us go. I went like backwards. I should have done my head to head first. Oh, you're fine. And then picked the uh, the winner after, but it's okay. I'm yeah, I'm feeling I'm yeah. feeling okay. You know what? Is happening right now. Uh, a lot in the world. Cannot find 
the matchup. You just can't find it. I'm, I'm looking. I had it right here, and now I'm looking at. Okay, Matt, I've got Hit me. it. Hit me. I've got Max Homa at yeah. plus one seventeen to play better than Paul Casey tomorrow. Love that. Love that. Paul Love Casey that. played out of his rear end, and mm-hmm. fine player, fine player that Paul sure. Casey. Sure. Not two days in a row. Not this Paul Casey. As the old saying goes, never trust a man with two first names. Never, um, ever. From someone named Will Hunter, mm-hmm, never correct. trust a man <laughs> with yep. two first yep. names. So give me one unit, Max Homa, at plus 117. And we're going to switch over to the hardwood here. Uh, I'm going to keep this one short. Illinois versus Nebraska. Uh, Illinois on the road is 14.5 point favorites. Woo. Nebraska is Nebraska. But you know what, Will? Sometimes you just got to fade against the grain. They've lost 25 straight conference games. They're due to make it exciting. Will they win? No, but you know what, Will? I think Nebraska's going to only lose by 12 points instead of 15. So, <laughs> that's right. Give me uh, one unit. I'm not going to get too crazy here. Just just call me one unit, Matt, this week. I'm one very ugh, okay. I'm very shy on a lot of these bets here. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't have a line for this game, but I'm just going to tell you to keep your eyes peeled for it. Go for it's it. I love Sunday, this. Sunday Valentine's Hoop special. Uh, the University of Michigan is returning from a giant COVID break where they haven't done anything, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's a single college basketball team that has come back from a big big break and not been just especially terrible compared yeah, to how they were. Like a week and a half of practice, you might be able to well, swing we'll it. See, yeah. whatever the line is, I'm taking Wisconsin. So I think Ken Palm has it at like Michigan minus one right now. I was talking with Big Ten Ben earlier, and that's what Ken Palm had it projected at. Now, that's not the official line, but it's going to be close. Give me Wisconsin. Whatever it is, just give me Wisconsin. Michigan's good, but I feel like they're not going to be immune to rust. How many units? Are we splashing one, or are we going to go nuts? We're going to go two. Two two. unit will. Love that. Uh, last one, Will. Hey, football's happening. Uh, Super Bowl, that, that was just the build-up game, too. McNeese State versus Tarleton State. Yes. Uh, McNeese State is two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. But you know what? Tarleton State has gone 23-2 and two in their last two seasons. I don't care that they're replacing a quarterback. I don't care that they have lost almost every single receiver. I read all this, like, 90 seconds before we started recording. I, I Of course, I didn't know anything about either team before this. With that said... Give me the home team. Give me Tarleton State. Give me the Tarleton State, as we all know the nickname, Texans, Will. That's right, with (laughs) one unit. Everyone knows that. Come on. I'm with you. Love me a home dog. Tarleton State. I think I saw somewhere McNeese State, like, just lost their defensive coordinator, just, like, upped Uh, and left the team a week ago. Good riddance. Yeah. Give me, I love me a home dog college football. And, you know, the, that thing about the two and a half, you know, you want to be on the right side. I, I'm taking the two and a half. Normally you're like, I would like three points. No, I'm on the two and a half. Give no, because they're going to win by 17 anyway. So let's go, baby. Let's ride. Bang. Go bang. Texans. Go Tarleton Texans. State already forgot what their nickname is. <laughs> Texans. Come on, of course. Come on. Come on. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back on Monday. With a recap of whatever the hell happened this weekend with that basketball game. Looking forward to that. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. Matt? Yeah, here's a fact. Okay, it's February 12th. Uh, I did not know this. Despite still being an active softball head coach in 2016, Michigan State's Jackie Joseph was inducted into the National Fast Pitch Coaches Association Hall of Fame. 
pretty pretty low threshold for that Hall of Fame, wouldn't you say? At that point, I mean, hey, go great till I die, support all teams. But um, when I was there from 2010 to 2014, I I think there was like a winless season <laughs> somewhere <laughs> in the mix there. 2016 wasn't wasn't soon after that. Um, but hey, congratulations to uh, Jackie Joseph. Who am I to insult you? You're the one in the Hall of Fame, and I'm just a guy behind a microphone. So hey, good on you. Go green. All right. Wow, yeah, that's a fun fact.